Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Delta Flyers with Tom and Harry. As we journey through episodes of Star Trek Voyager, your two hosts along this journey are my fellow Voyager actor, who in 2002 also played the character of Matt in a season two episode of Crossing Jordan, Mr. Robert Duncan McNeil, and myself, your favorite forever, and Sin Garrett Wong. Remember, you can get the full version of this podcast by signing up to become a patron at patreon.com forward slash the Delta Flyers. Do you remember that credit? I, that is such a weird, that may be the last time I legitimately acted. And it, it probably. I thought it was the TV movie. It wasn't the TV movie? A TV movie. Which TV movie? The one where you had to be on kind of, you know, woo, a little hallucinogenics and stuff. Oh, that wasn't uh, a TV movie. That was a horror film. That was a. Oh, the horror that film. That was a feature so that, that. That was before Crossing Jordan then, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We finished the series. Uh the last season of Voyager. And then yeah. I went straight out to do that movie. Right. We shot it out near the Hamptons in New York. And okay. So that's 2001 that you did that. 2001 if- spring of 2001. And then the summer of 2001, this was the, I think the season premiere of crossing Jordan. I feel okay. like it was the first, it was a two part premiere. Okay. So it was shooting in July. And I had decided before crossing Jordan, I decided to take a year off because we had just finished the series and I just did that movie. And I was like, I want to try this directing thing and crossing Jordan called. And I don't know if they offered it to me or maybe I went and auditioned. I don't remember, but I was really not, I didn't want to do it. I was just like, I don't want to, I want to do this directing thing. And as soon as I got it and started filming, I was like, oh, I don't want to be doing this. Like, I want to be direct. <laughs> I, I remember very vividly, like, going, nope, I'm not doing this again for a while. I don't wow. want to. I was just, I don't know. You were just yeah. over it at the time. I was just over it. So I don't even remember what the story was. I think it was a crime show, right? Crossing Jordan was a medical show or a crime? I, I don't thought even it was remember. a legal show. A legal show? It, okay. I, I, yeah. I don't <laughs> remember i don't remember i feel like you don't even remember the principles in this show do you i don't remember anything about it. oh my goodness i just all i remember is being on set i was over at universal and then we shot in hollywood at some restaurant or club or something yeah i I just remember thinking like i don't want to be doing this like i want to be directing like because it was a guest star that didn't have much to do, and I was yeah. just bored. And yeah. yeah, anyway, that's so that. this. So this credit was your swan song as it an was actor. kind of my my swan <laughs> song. I didn't know it at the time. Yeah, but I think I remember because I had we had finished Voyager, and I went to do that movie, which was a super low budget, cheesy horror film. Yes, and then I had been offered the chance to go to Broadway and replace someone on a, in a Broadway show. What? And I remember struggling because it was a, a six month contract. And I was like, I don't know if I want to go to New York for six months. My kids were young. And what was the show? It was Cabaret on Broadway. It was the Oh, wow. And they, they offered me Cliff to take over for Cliff for that six months. That would have been months. fun. It right? would have been fun. And I really struggled. And I was like, I ultimately I went, no, I don't, I don't want to go to New York right now. I want to stay here and direct, try to direct. Yeah. My kids are in school. I don't want to pull, you know, do all that. Pull them out. Yeah. Okay. So I had passed on the Broadway show and then there I am doing this tiny guest spot in this two parter. (laughs) And I was like, really? Like I pass up a Broadway show, but I'm to do this. Yeah. This is my, like, this is what I'm going to do. No, I'm going to direct. If I'm going to pass on the Broadway show, I'm going to direct. 
Yeah. So it was really like all that stuff coming together. And I was right. Like, nah. The stars. So that's aligned. what I remember of that. Yeah. That's what okay. I remember of that. that okay. Okay. I don't, I don't remember if it was a crime show or a, <laughs> or a medical show or a legal. I have no idea. But I remember it was the end of my pursuing acting jobs. Wow. Okay. All right. There well, you thank, thank you for you. filling me in on that. Yeah. Yes. I appreciate that. All right. So this week's episode. Yes, are you sir. ready? Are you ready. ready? What is it? The Haunting of Deck 12. Oh, yeah. The Haunting of Deck 12. Okay. Okay. Let's go watch this episode. We will be right back with our recap and discussion of The Haunting of Deck 12. See you soon, everyone. All right, everyone. We are back from watching The Haunting of Deck 12. I'm so scared. I'm scared, too. First of all, I want yes. to say, in your in the bonus material for our Patreon patrons, you talked yeah. about how how the turbo lift just completely skipped deck 12 like it's a missing deck and you weren't entirely off like things were kind of no. messing up so i was like oh i'm impressed okay i know right? See, i just have good instincts what we were 1000 percent off on was our guesstimate that david livingston was doing the next episode oh we were completely off he did no. the penultimate he did the penultimate he did the episode. penultimate episode david livingston and he did a great job oh he episode. did he really, really well did. directed oh my goodness and we did not get um we did not get the writer correct either. i i said ken biller and he's part of the team is he part of the oh yeah so the the screenplay the the teleplay was yeah. by mike sussman ken yeah. biller and brian fuller oh right okay the three group them, effort yes. mike sussman came up with the story and then yeah. they all wrote it together my guess yeah. is because this was near the end of season six and okay. they probably like were like this is a great idea but we have to have a script in three days let's you take the first act. effort you take yes. the second act i'll take the third act right yep, exactly. so okay well then that they makes probably sense. were scrambling and needed everybody writing well, at the same time so. i gotta tell you this collaboration worked i mean if this is the way to have a good script maybe they should always be under the gun and split it between three writers yeah. because i thought it was a fabulous script and well directed by david be perfectly yeah. honest. So okay, so uh let's do our poetry synopsis for yes. the haunting of deck 12. Let's Here start with your haiku. Thank yes. you. Neelix babysits. Story time is scary time. Was it real or not? Wow. That was good. You, Thank you you captured a good synopsis in that. I love it. That haiku. I love that it. Nice. I felt it. I felt it. I, I cannot wait for your limerick as okay. usual. I'm always so happy to hear this. So here we go with our limerick synopsis mm -hmm. of Haunting of Deck 12. Here we go. A scary nebula. So Voyager powers down till it clears. The Borg kids need a sitter. So Neelix volunteers. An alien takes over the ship. But Janeway won't lose her grip. The moral is, don't be controlled by your fears. Oh, wow. You put the lesson in there, too? That's I know, amazing. I did. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I like that. Okay. You had babysitter in your haiku. Yeah, yeah, I had yes, sitter, yes. We had so a little bit of overlap there. Crossover there. But there you it go. was nice. Yes, it was. It um, was. Our okay. guest stars. Yes. Everybody that guest stars in this episode, we have seen before. So we so don't even need to go through their stuff. We've talked about them, but we'll list them here. We have yeah. Manu and Taremi yeah. as Ichab. Yes. Marley McLean as Mazadi. Yes. 
Zoe McClellan as Tall Sellis. She uh, was, which I did not know she was in other episodes. I was like, what? She's back yeah, again? I know. And I have a big scene with her? So I was a little confused. Yeah. But, yeah. But I thought still, she was, was used very well in this episode as sort of the, you know, the lower deck sort of oh, yeah. innocent, scared. Was, oh, yeah. Used very well. We also had Kurt, Kurt and Cody Weatherill yeah. as the twins. Rezzy so, and Aban, I think. Yeah. yeah. So everybody's familiar faces. Mm-hmm. which I love when that kind of thing can happen. Yes, so, we know that. All right. Yes, we do. All right. Let's get into it. Let's just jump right it's in. It's a scary thing. story. People. It is. You started so, up. Start okay. us in Mess Hall. Well, Bring the first thing, first thing is we see a space flyby, and immediately we know this is, I mean, from the title, we know it's going to be scary, potentially. Yeah. The space flyby, the music was crazy. Was it was scary ominous. music. It, the, oh, the, that's the other thing I forgot to talk about. The music was amazing. In, yeah, in, all the background really music good. was very, very good for this episode. Mm-hmm. Yes, We go from our space flyby, our ominous music, into the mess hall. Mm. And Neelix is there. He's shutting off the burners. He's cleaning up. He has the computer turn the lights out. But he seems anxious. He sure does. <laughs> and he's turning things off. And then... He uh, goes to, to the, exit, doors. Right? the yeah, door. He's trying to exit, and suddenly <laughs> Seven of Nine pops in and scares him. And he's got a high pitched, like, huh? Like, yeah, he, yell. He, but he makes a lot of noises. In he does, episode, but very believable. Good job yes. by Ethan Phillips. I definitely believe it was right that on the he edge was scared. For me, it was okay. on the edge. And no, did you I, notice? So I they have it. a little exchange. She says, Sorry, you know, yeah. uh, sorry, I didn't mean to scare you. Yeah. And he says, well, I'm just a little jumpy considering what happened last time. Right. So now here's a clue to something. Of, yeah. I mean, okay. I, my whole question to you is this whole story that he tells is a watered down version of the truth or it is completely fabricated by him? I think it's completely fabricated by him. Really? Okay. I do. But they okay. don't, you know, in the you end, don't, spoiler you, okay, alert, yes. you don't know if any you of don't this know is that. True. I like to believe that this really did happen in some way, shape, or form. I think he made it all up very cleverly, but he kind of scared himself at the same time. Like sometimes when you, <laughs> you know, you, you get, I mean, I've been on projects where I'm working on it, directing or whatever. Yeah. And you sort of take on the life of what you're working on. You know I, what I mean? Yes. Like it starts to feel the mood of it and all starts yeah. to feel real. So I, I feel like that might have been okay. kind of what was going on. Okay. But did you notice in the scene? So they have their little exchange. She sure. says, uh, you know, you need to watch the board kids. And he says, uh, she does say that there's going to be a power wide shut or a ship wide shutdown of the main power. Right. And she, she says, you know, you need to watch the board kids. He goes, well, what if they ask questions? And uh, she says, oh, you'll figure it out. During this exchange, this quick little scene. I felt like Jerry was about to laugh. And I feel like when they were oh. shooting her close up, I feel like Ethan Phillips <laughs> was goofing off and trying to make her laugh or something. Cause there, right. she just had a smile she... on her face. Like, yes. Stop doing because that. We, we, yeah. We've talked about this before. Ethan's yeah. pride and joy. One of the things he loved to do was when it was your close up, he would yes. like to say his lines, he would say different than what his lines were in the or script. Or he'd have he his dentures with... hanging out of his mouth. <laughs> he sideways, would do something to mess or with he'd you. Be making yes. weird, he'd be giving weird line yeah. readings. I, I feel like he was doing it in this scene. <laughs> I did not catch that. Um, yeah. So you see it because you. You, you, I guess you were watching closer than close, no, more I closely know. than I, I just, was. I, I picked I, up. What my takeaway was that she's becoming more like Janeway in a way. You know, I just felt that end 
little dialogue of her saying, you know, yeah. you have considerable childcare experience. I'm sure mm -hmm. you'll manage. It was a very Janeway like comment that would have come from out of Janeway's mouth yeah, is what true. I felt. So I felt there's a little bit of a transition of seven sort of being that, that, you know, Janeway mentored her and yeah. now it's rubbing off on her. Yeah. yeah. But it's a nice little scene. And so it sets up a ton of story. We know they're going to shut down the power. Right. We know that Neelix is going to babysit the kids that Correct. he's got to be gentle with them because they might, you know, be scared during this yeah. shutdown. And then we go to the bridge. Yeah. And they're looking at the view screen. Everybody's looking at the view screen and we see a nebula and yes. she says, let our momentum carry us through. Yeah. Um, as we approach this, this nebula. So, yep. um, you know, Harry makes a comment. Tom makes a comment about, uh, I think Tom says something like, it looks like it's something out of an Edgar Allan Poe story. And yeah. I was like, what Edgar Allan Poe was never in space. Like he never no, wrote. But <laughs> like what a weird. You, didn't you talk about in our intro being like floating through space? Like just oh, I did. A, yeah, yeah. So I was like, what the? Maybe I was. He right. kind of called a lot of things in a way that he had no clue about. No. So I think you should go buy a lottery ticket after this. So uh, okay, that's my belief. Okay. All right. Yeah. Tom um, says something about Edgar Allan Poe. Harry says it looks like a vampire. Back. Okay. I was like, can oh, I just, why did they give you that line? Can I just say this right now? When yes. we, when I, I remember when we were filming this, there's nothing on screen. Okay, they put they add that in later, right? In terms of the actual image that we yeah. see. So I was like, oh my god, I hope they don't make me look stupid on this. And then when I watched, now I recall watching this episode and going, wait a minute, that doesn't look anything like a vampire bat. So it's sort no. of they, they kind of. They backed me into a corner. They really well, they did. backed There's me into a corner too with Edgar Allan Poe. Like, yeah, why would, yeah, okay. They how did I get to Edgar? the corner? Yeah, yeah. How did, but yeah. they were trying to set up scary. That yeah. our impressions of this thing is scary. Tuvok comments, disses us. He's, he completely disses us. He's like, we you guys juvenile are yes. imaginations, imagining right? things in clouds or yes. whatever. Yes. Um, I wish Jane, I was still a juvenile now, but it's okay. Janeway gives the order, shut down the power. So the bridge goes dark. So we see the hallway go out and uh, people with, uh, you know, like uh, Sims beacons or flashlights. We see sick bay yeah. go dark. Yeah. Doctor shuts down his program. We go into the cargo bay and the board kids are regenerating. And then the alcoves go out and the kids wake up Yep, and they're nervous. And Neelix is there. He says, there's nothing to worry about. Um, but I like this shutdown with the board kids because David did these like super close and wide angle push-ins on Neelix and the kids. Yeah. And, you know, it felt like a horror movie. It, he, it he, did. He, he did such a good job. Stylistically speaking, yeah. it, it was very, very compelling. <laughs> yeah. And then we go back to the bridge and Kim says that all decks are, uh, you know, shutdown is completed on all the decks. Janeway tells Seven, um, are we ready? And Seven acknowledges. And then we cut out to space and we see that Voyager is literally just floating now. That into the nebula. Floating into the, into the nebula. And we go back to Cargo Bay. The kids have woken up and uh, we've had that scary moment. And then Neelix is trying to calm them down. And he's he's right. explaining that the main power was cut yeah. out. The, the amount of dialogue that Ethan Phillips had in this is just, oh, it's yeah. incredible. So much dialogue. And he handled it masterfully, I yeah, might he did. add. My he goodness. did. As the storyteller. He's the narrator and the oh, storyteller God. of this He whole should episode. narrate every Voyager episode. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he should. He should. <laughs> Um, but Neelix tells the kids that the EM emissions uh, could damage the ship. And so we've 
we've cut out our warp drive and powered down so that we can float through this nebula. Yeah. And Echeb basically says, well, the deflector shields are fine. That's They would protect us from any nebula discharge. So that can't be true. So Echeb, Echeb's he, questioning a lot. Yeah, he is. He's questioning a lot. But Mazzotti's got the sass, though. She's so yes. sassy in this episode. She, she is really very sassy. Is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Neelix, Neelix even says, you know, let's just read a flotter book while, <laughs> while we wait. You know, he tries to do that. And they're like, no, does this have anything to do with Deck 12? Mazzotti? Right. Because Naomi told her that Deck 12 was haunted. And it's and it's off limits to yes. everyone but senior officers. Mm-hmm. So there you go. There is some mystery behind yep. this. And Neelix is like, no, there's no such thing as ghosts, you guys. But they they continue to ask questions like, what is going on? What's on yeah. deck 12? Does this have anything to do with it? And he finally agrees. He says, look, I'll tell you what really happened in deck 12. <laughs> and they sit down around this like lantern kind of thing. And it felt like a campfire story. It was beautifully staged. And, you know, they all sit down in a circle Uh around this, this lantern. And he starts telling the story. Yeah. He says, it all began several months ago. (laughs) And we see, uh, we go to space. We see it flying by another nebula. Yeah. And uh, he says, it all started several months ago. And we cut to the mess hall. Yeah. And there's a ship shake. I think it was cool. They had some stuff on the wall, like yes. the, the the utensils or whatever move, which, you know, so how do they our, do that? How do you our, think they did that? I don't know if they had some fishing wire. Yeah, probably fishing wire on, yeah. on them. And they were all tied together. And then they just removed it in VisiFX or something. Yeah. Because our sets don't move. Like they no. can't. <laughs> our, our, our bridge never shakes. The mess hall never shakes. So if you want to see things, moving they have to actually move them and that's a question that that i think maybe you also have gotten at conventions did the bridge was it on a moving you know people will ask that question because they assume that maybe it was but it wasn't yeah there's a ship shake neelix is there tuvok comes in and he says that uh that the ship was in uh, a j-class nebula we were we were getting deuterium for our antimatter re- reactors and warp drive. He says that the, the deuterium we got will last us for another thousand light years. That sounds like a lot of deuterium we found. Well, yeah. Yeah, it does, right? doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, we're 70,000 light. Well, at this point, we're like 35,000 light years from home. So a thousand light years. So one thirty. a pretty good amount away. of deuterium. Yeah, yeah, that's a decent amount. Yeah. Okay. But um, Neelix sits down and wants to talk to Tuvok because he's anxious about yes. this. Yeah. And he basically says, as the morale officer, you know, I, I, I should talk to you. The crew is very nervous. They're very yeah. upset. And yeah. we see behind him um, the crew all eating and they're not nervous at all. No. You know, you see the nebula <laughs> out the window. Neelix is the one who's terrified he start and he starts freaking out tuvok comes up with a really quick solution he's yes. like well perhaps the captain might give you permission to install curtains and this changes neelix's mood immediately he's like yeah. Ooh, that's a excellent idea and i have excellent. just the right material and he's off to go take care and of he, that yeah, yeah he goes to get which i was like neelix just collects material he's got fabric <laughs> sitting around 
Oh. You don't know that? That's his no. pastime. He has a he's a he, that's one of his hobbies. Neelix collects. Does he material. use the material for his different uh fashion that he wears? I think his different so. uniforms? I think so. But remember, we found him. He was a junk collector. So the guy clearly collects a lot of stuff. Yeah. You know, he's got he's, he's a hoarder. He's a hoarder, I'm gonna say. He Have we ever to... been in his quarters? We must have no, been. it's probably just come filled with stuff. That would be amazing if we went to go in, in there and it was quarters, just, and he's a hoarder. Hoard. He's a hoarder. He has a little bit of everything, a little bit of the delta quadrant. All that was, across the yes, that, that would have been amazing. It would have been awesome. Yeah, totally. Um, so he goes to get his fabric. We cut to the bridge, yeah. and I think uh, Harry says something about nadion emissions. Yeah, because he says the nebula is about to. Uh, it's beginning to destabilize. Destabilize. Okay, we asked for the cause, and he says, "Well, it has something to do with the nadion emissions being produced by the Bassard collectors." And at this point, we get pulled back into Cargo Bay Two where the story is interrupted by Icheb saying, oh, you're not remembering that correctly. And Neelix is like, what do you mean? And Icheb, again, being the spoiler, <laughs> he's got to be the know-it-all, says, the Bassard collectors don't produce Nadion emissions. And yeah, Neelix so this is story like, can't be right. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Neelix is like, well, he's." it's so funny because every time he gets questioned, he just kind of brushes past it, you know, yeah. and he does such a good job with that. He's also, uh, when, when Icheb is correcting him about the yeah. bizarre collectors uh neelix is pouring some snacks onto a plate did you notice this no and what he's happened? pouring it looks like a bag of chips or something but yeah. when he pours it out into the plate it looked to me like like it was you know dried apple yes like slices like yes. the dehydrated yes. apple yes slice. That's it looked kind of like that they had that stuff they use that yeah. stuff i remember they use that kind of stuff I feel yeah. like that's what he was that's he was pouring on the plate. Yeah. And I was like, boy, Neelix, you're not a real party animal. Like, that's the snack <laughs> you're going to give the kids? I know. He went what straight about, to like, Trader Reese's Joe's. pieces or something? <laughs> no, that was a Trader Joe's item for sure. Yeah. Um, what about uh, Sour Patch Kids or something? Yeah, like, it's come something on, fun. these are kids. Exactly. Anyway, apple slices. Snacks. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Um, yeah, so we go back to the bridge, continuing yeah. Neelix's stories. He narrates all of this, right? Right. So is narrating it. We uh, yeah. we go to the bridge. Chakotay says that uh, they've collated, collected yeah. about 80% of the deuterium that they wanted, and they should probably leave. And yeah. um, she says, yeah, let's, let's get out of here and stop this dilithium intake, this thing that's happening. So she orders Paris to take the ship out of the nebula, and yeah. then Neelix is continuing the story. We go back to him talking and um, he says, just as Paris was about to engage impulse engines, Mm -hmm. he goes, he yells out. And I literally, when I was watching this, I jumped. Did you jump? That's how good Ethan Ethan Phillips was. I agree. "Uh What happened? happened?" And Uh then, ah, (laughs) it's so good. And it was like some, when he said that we cut to the mess hall and we see that there's like a lightning strike or something. (laughs) Right. Right. But yeah. between his like his his voice and the yeah. cut to the mess hall oh, and everybody perfect. jumping, yeah. I literally jumped. Oh yeah, it's interesting because it back in Cargo Bay too. You know, Mazzotti speaks, but then we we hear Azan and Rebbe speak, which is ver- very rare. Those two yes. don't really say much, but they do say um, the the ghost and Rebbe's like shh, shh let him finish. So we have by, a little by, bit of dialogue from them. We have a little bit from them. Yeah. By the way, when, when when we cut to the mess hall and that lightning strikes and everything, and I yeah. jumped, yeah. Neelix walks into the frame. Do you remember this? And he had a giant roll of fabric under his arm, <laughs> like literally like from a fabric store. <laughs> it's like, 
So Holy it wasn't moly. even, it wasn't even he wasn't just kidding. a little bit of fat. He had a whole, it was rolled up like you went to the store and bought yeah. a, the entire, you know, okay. It literally looked like fabrics, <laughs> like he was working at a fabric store and came to give you your, your sample or something. <laughs> yeah, I it love crazy. it. It's very funny. Yeah. So anyway, um, they're like, yes, continue. Yes. Yeah, so the zap, what was the zap? The zap was the AM discharge that yes. penetrated the uh, hull. And mm-hmm. um, it went through to deck seven, deck 10. So, you know, Kim's like trying to increase power to structural integrity. Janeway asked for a damage report. Chakotay says power outages on three decks. Auxiliary subprocessors are offline and no injuries reported. So everyone's okay. But definitely it was very shocking. To yeah, say there was, it was unexpected, this discharge. And it yeah. seems like, you know, she says, well, you know, yeah. let's get repairs and uh, yeah. and resume course. So it's yeah. not, this doesn't seem like a big deal. No, but Neelix in the narration of the story says, we'd taken some minor damage, but for the most part, everything was fine. Or so we thought. So and, he yeah, continues that, to add tension to this story from his narration, yes. which is great. Okay. Did yeah. I say I want Neelix to narrate every episode? I already said that, right? Yeah, okay. you did yes. say that. Thank you. I, I agree. I agree. All right. He says that uh, that they had, so we thought we were alone and the kids start asking questions. They're like, well, is it species <laughs> Blah blah blah. Like they have all these Borg species. Do you remember that? Yeah. And he's like, "What are you species talking 5, about?" Species five nine seven three. Yeah, they were they starting were... to freak him out because he's like, "What? There's a species like, name. <laughs> it's an interphasic species." And yeah, Neelix is kind of annoyed by it. He's like, "Okay, um, let's not even try to compare uh, xenobiology. I can continue with this story, or you know, it's up to you guys." So he kind of mm-hmm. puts it in their court because yeah. he is slightly, you know, yeah, he scares himself a little bit when he's <laughs> hearing about these interphasic species that the Borg yes. have dealt with. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and All so right. he goes back to his story, and he's narrating about yeah. the malfunctions. But we yeah. have a space shot of the ship going by. As it goes by, um, we we see that we're leaving the nebula, right? And then we cut into the ready room, and I love this shot. It was like in the replicator, <laughs> yes. super wide lens. Yes. We see a cup of coffee appear oh and as the, the livingston was just having a with his wide a, a director's orgasm is what he was having at this point he was so but here, it. here's my question the cup of coffee appears chakotay is coming in from the other side of the room we see him behind it janeway seems to come from like the other side of the room like did she order the replicator from across the room and then walk in like it was because of that wide lens you see the whole room and i was like yeah where the hell did she come from yeah like, <laughs> Like she's she was a mile away when she ordered that cup of coffee. Um, anyway, well, if that's the least of your issues with this yeah. episode, it's still a damn good episode, regardless. Yes, agreed. Agreed. <laughs> but you're right. Where was she? That's yeah. yeah. Okay. But Chicote comes in. He says repair. He gives the re- repair teams report that the damage was a little more serious than they originally thought. Uh, he says. Uh, two of the personnel transporters were out. Half the sonic showers are offline. Yep. Yep. Um, deck five has lost its artificial gravity. We've so, talked about that in the past, how it would be yeah. cool if we had a, a shot or a scene where we saw artificial gravity being mm-hmm. compromised. And we talk about it, but we don't see it. Yeah, we, yeah, they mention it. Mm-hmm. Um, he does say Ensign Mulcahy hit his head on the ceiling. The ceiling with the artificial gravity <laughs> yes. not being there any longer in that part of the ship. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Janeway doesn't like the taste of her coffee at this point. She's like, mm. so she goes over what? to the replicator. Yeah. And she wants another cup. The replicator <laughs> replicates it... coffee 
first before the first, cup. Yeah. And it, it kind of in the <laughs> shape of a form mug. of a cup, but and then it just and then it spills, yeah, it spills. And then the cup appears after. So clearly right. the replicators are malfunctioning. Yeah. These are one of the strange um, malfunctions that Neelix has narrated. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, she says to Chicote, she's like, well, add the replicators to the list of damages. And she leans into the replicator. Yeah. And she's next to the replicator. Yeah. Almost seductively. Like, yeah. She goes, we're starting off on the wrong foot today, my friend. And I thought that was very, it, it was an unusual thing. We don't see Janeway talk no. to the replicator or talk no. to the ship. No. Because, and even Chicote's like, captain and she what does she say she goes i'm I'm sorry i was talking to voyager and i kept thinking if it was you there you would have said i'm sorry i was talking to the voyager is what you would have said i would have you would have put yeah she says she says to jacote that she was talking to the ship and he says well i that's not weird i used to uh talk to my maquis ship And uh, she says, well, oh, really? What did you talk about? He says, well, I can't tell you. That's Captain, <laughs> Captain Starship com- confidentiality. confidentiality. This is really, I love this dialogue. I really do. It was fun. They both talk to their ships. Yeah. And somebody <laughs> says, maybe we need therapy. One of them says that. <laughs> right. Then they also have a deal. Like, let's not mention this to anyone else either. Yeah. Let's keep this between ourselves. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Okay, so then she looks out her window and she mentions that she saw this meteorite cluster. Chicote says, "Oh, he didn't see any anything any weird strange problem with that." It. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, "Yeah, well, I would agree with you, but uh it's the same one we passed an hour ago." So, uh-oh, uh-oh we're, going we're going in circles. We don't even know we're going in circles. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, she goes out to the bridge. Did you notice yeah. her hand off the bad coffee to somebody <laughs> yeah. walking by? She's like, "Take this. <laughs> take the bad coffee. Get this disgusting coffee." Underling, take this coffee mm-hmm. from my hand. Yes. She asked Tom to check his navigational sensors and he yeah. says, "Yeah, everything not Seems. according to my readings. Yeah, you're yeah. okay with that. We're, I'm okay with it. Uh, Tuvok yeah. runs a diagnostic, and and he says, yeah, wait a minute. Uh, it looks like we are malfunctioning, and yeah. we're basically going in circles. Right. Um, so she's like, wait a minute. Yeah. I'll stop. Let's reinitialize the systems here. Yeah. Let's let's figure out what's going on. This is and- my favorite part when you <laughs> when you say Paris goes. I'm telling you, we rely too much on 24th century technology, Captain. You give me a window and a sextant, and I guarantee you, I'll get you where you want to go. And right when you say that, the view screen, we just, we go to warp. We like, we jump to warp. But your reaction is the best because you look back at the screen and then you look back at us and you look at at your timing of your head turns where, ah, it was just Trying to squeeze out comedy where we can. You were amazing, dude. It was perfect. Good job, man. Yeah, we jump. We, it was very funny, Tommy. Yes, we jump to warp. Uh, we can't shut down the the engines. Uh, engines are going on and off on their own. Um, Janeway calls Torres in engineering, but she can't get an answer. Yeah, there's no response. Exactly. Yeah. Suddenly, we have control again. The warp drive gets shut down. We come to a stop. Janeway yeah. says. Contact orders, engineering. Doesn't she order Chicote to go check it out? Is that what happened? Yeah, she says yeah. she says Chicote, find out what's going on. And so Chicote checks, you know, checks the computer, and the computer says, Yeah, she is in engineering. Yeah. But then the computer starts listing where everybody is. Yes. And the yes. computer says, Ensign, Ensign Tramari is on deck four, <laughs> section 30. Lieutenant Commander Tuvok is on the bridge. Peruman Yunai was in the mess hall, and Ensign Vorak is in main engineering on level two. 
So, so she Jen gets Wei, Harry to shut the thing off. And yeah, Harry, she puts her head in her hand. She's like, oh, my God, what is this computer doing? It's listing everybody's location. This, Well, this is also because she didn't have her proper coffee. Um, She's break. grumpy. She's yeah. grumpy. She's yeah. grumpy. She's like, shut that thing off. Yeah. Shut that thing off. Stop it from computer going nuts. <laughs> so this is where she tells Chakotay, go find out what's going on. Yeah, go, go figure out what's going on. So the next yeah. scene is basically in the turbo lift. And mm-hmm. it doesn't matter where. So Chakotay says engineering, but it opens up. It's on It's on a whole other deck. It's not even anywhere close to engineering. No. But clearly the everything way, is malfunctioning. Everything's malfunctioning. Yeah. He gets off. And clearly everything's malfunctioning on the bridge. Like yeah. pretty clearly malfunctioning yeah. but when he gets out there's people everywhere and nobody yeah. seems nobody seems nervous like nobody's looking around like hey yeah. these other systems aren't working either right that Everyone, was like yeah they should have been a little bit more on ner- and everybody seemed edge, totally fine right? yeah they're yeah, walking yeah, around yeah. like nothing's no problem right. so i was a little confused in that moment that's okay but in this scene he starts talking to the ship <laughs> yeah. he's like he's like i bet you wouldn't try to pull this on the captain have it your way. I'll walk. <laughs> and the door's shut in his face as he's trying to walk out. As he's trying to walk as out. As he's trying he to gets, walk out. Yeah. Yes. And now the turbo lift drops into this free fall. Like he's basically going to be doomed. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're like in the elevator shaft, basically. Yeah. And we see yeah. this thing coming down coming fast. Coming right down we, fast. Yeah. And it was a cool VFX yeah. shot because we don't have a, uh, you know, a turbo lift shaft. That was no. all VFX. We jump back to Cargo Bay 2, and Neelix is, he's still narrating. He's like, getting faster and faster. Anybody hungry? And so he completely <laughs> changes the very tone. Funny. Yeah, very I funny. feel like he might have improv that. Like, faster It's fa- very possible. Any, it's hungry? very possible. And then Mazzotti is just, you know, she's beside herself. Neelix! Like, Neelix, she wants to what end happened? The story, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she and he goes... Yeah. He goes, you haven't finished your snacks. <laughs> snacks are irrelevant. Continue mm-hmm. the story. So she's she's bossy right now. Yeah. She really is. Maybe she mm-hmm. learned a little from Seven, you know. Captain, come down to Astrometrics. Neelix, finish the story. <laughs> so it's like, you know, it's kind of 70 in a way. That's Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he tells them that um, Chakotay was pinned to the ceiling, the stabilizers. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, Now that's an it- image. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. that that's this, an image. Yeah, everything was uh, was <laughs> offline. The car could have crashed at the bottom right. of the shaft. But just um, before death happened, the stabilizers reactivate. Yeah, and it saves mm-hmm. Chakotay. He's not dead. No, he's not dead. We cut to engineering, and and he finally is arriving in engineering. Yeah, and he's like, "What is going on? Yeah. I think the ship is trying to trying kill to me. Kill me." Uh, she says, I'm working on the problem here. We're all working on it. And it yeah. seems like there's a bioneural gel packs, the gel packs that deck are, 13 yeah. Yeah. that are the problem. So, Burned out when the EM discharge came through from the yeah. nebula. So they're going to go ahead out and work on the gel packs. We cut yeah, to the she hallway. She asked Chicote to go with them, right? And he says, yep. yeah, I'll go. Yeah. We cut out to the hallway and there is crewman Tal Celis, who yes. we had met in the earlier episode, the yes. lower decks girl who couldn't do math. And yeah. uh, um, she pulls off a panel. She's obviously working on something. And before she does anything, seven of nine comes around the corner and she's like, move aside. And, <laughs> yeah. and uh, like, did I do something wrong? Yeah. She's always, she's very nervous. She's yeah. always making mistakes. 
you caused the power failure in astrometrics. And she's, she's like, like I, I did. What? What? I haven't done anything. I didn't touch anything. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I've located the problem. It appears you inadvertently overloaded a series of EPS conduits while performing your diagnostic. And she's like, I didn't even start my diagnostic. And so Seven's confused. She's like, well, what were you doing? And Celis is like, nothing. I just got here. I just Which is, got I just, here. Again, I love this scene. You're right. I mean, this is such a great usage of Celis for sure. Yeah. And then there's uh, also some type of uh, light flickering and a little bit of mouth well, seven area. seven after seven realizes tall didn't do anything seven yeah. starts pushing some buttons. Yeah, the buttons and then that's when all the lights and that's when yes. the thing goes that's and right. celis is like i knew it wasn't my fault yeah <laughs> I I know, that wasn't end. my fault yeah it's very good yeah very good it was funny we go to another hallway somewhere we're on uh, deck cameras... 13 now we're on deck 13. oh yeah that's right we're yeah. in deck 13 because we're behind the gel packs yeah. i love the way that david shot this scene with you know, kind of obscuring their faces. I, again, great shot yeah. Um, yeah. visually. And you're right. There's no issue with those gel packs. They're not burnt out. There's no mm -hmm. trace of EM discharge. So it's very, very confusing. And Chakotay is like, well, could it have dissipated rapidly? And Torres is like, no, it moved. And at this point, Chakotay is like, what moved? And Torres says like, yeah, well, it seems to be traveling through the bioneural circuitry, jumping from system to system. And Chakotay asks her to isolate it. And Ch Torres is like, well, it's in a series of gel packs that interface with the environmental controls outside Cargo Bay 2. So Chakotay is like, well, we better try to get there before it moves elsewhere. But now they're getting mm -hmm. weird thoughts of like, what could this be? Like what mm -hmm. moves on its own like that? Is it sentient? They're all yeah, thinking this exactly. in the back of their mind right now. And so ne Neelix continues to narrate. He talks about Seven. Um, she, she was working in, uh, in Cargo, in Cargo Bay, two. Bay 2. And... We start to see this this energy thing. We see it first in the alcoves, yeah. the lights sort of flicker there, and yeah. she looks up and yeah. scans it. And no one can get any information to Seven because the comms have been down. So Yeah, they can't tell what's Seven what's up. And so this thing starts moving around the room while she works, and Neelix is narrating this. And yeah. finally, she realizes the lights begin to flicker. Yeah. She scans. She um, sees by the ventilation duct, I think. She sees yeah. kind of this energy, you know, um, solidifying or visible for the first time. And yeah. she looks up towards this duct and all of that nebula gas is sort of going into the duct. It does intercut with um, present day Cargo Bay 2, where the Neil more kids are. Yes. Mm -hmm. And we have more lines from Azan and Rebbe. And they're like, here in this Cargo Bay, this is where it happened. And then again, you say it fills yeah. up in the ceiling, right? So, yeah. Fills up in the ceiling. She tries to leave and the doors won't open. No. And uh, we see this cloud sort of lingering up there now, just right. kind of hanging out. Part of this cloud is up there and it's and there's some lightning. It's got like energy in it now. And she manually opens the door. She pulls some panel off the floor or something. I didn't know yeah. we could do that. but Yeah. And there's also another instance where she, when she tried to contact the bridge and there was no answer, Ichev stops the story saying, well, why didn't she remodulate her neural transceiver and send a message that way? So again, he's being the know-it-all. Yeah. And, and to... Neelix is like, <laughs> he's annoyed. And I love how he scratched his nose in that moment. He's like, yeah. hmm, yeah. that's an interesting, interesting question. question. You'll have Which to is... ask her. Yeah. yeah, which is funny because he had prosthetics on his nose. So yes. there's no reason for Ethan for him to, to scratch the it. nose. No, except just to it. be funny. Yes, um, it was funny. Yeah, very much. And so. she, she does manually open the door. She gets outside, but she turns and there's force fields. She can't leave, you know, one way or the other. This cloud, this nebula cloud, chases her out into that alcove area, and 
she starts coughing and basically this this nebula cloud of energy sort of attacks her yeah i i wanted her to fall because it was weird she kind of sat down fell forward then fell back and i thought wait a minute i'm gonna if i'm gonna be i would have fell to my knees and just collapsed forward not forward and then back so i that was the one one of the few things about this episode that sort of annoyed me where i thought that was weird blocking or weird physicality happening there yeah it was a little it felt a little forced forced yeah it not did. it felt a little collapse. unnatural it wasn't organic that's what i'm thinking yeah i wonder if she had to land in a certain position that's for what the I next scene yes. and so she was like yeah. well this makes no sense but yeah. okay i guess yeah. i could do this now i could see david saying like jerry go ahead and do whatever you want to do but you have to end up on your back for the next shot you know so i could see him saying that and then she was trying things out and that's what we ended up with so yeah. It's what it is. Yeah. So we go back to the cargo bay at this point when she collapses on the ground and the lantern goes out. Yes. You remember this? The lantern. Yes. And he goes, Oh, oh, I just have to, oh, let me, you know, let me go fix this and pick this up. And <laughs> yeah, he goes to fix the light, but they're very jumpy at this point. He's got them hooked and uh, he gets the light back on. And he's, he's like, okay, where, wait, where was I? Oh, yes. Okay. Help is well, on the way. Isn't this the one where he turns it on right underneath his face and they all yeah. jump back, right? Yeah. yeah. Which was awesome. And just the yeah. way he, um, the way he said, he goes, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to scare you. It was even scarier how he said, <laughs> I didn't mean to scare you. Yeah. The, the way he yeah. did, the line delivery was great. Was yeah, awesome. you can tell it this. This is why I think he made this up because I feel like he was just, he was you know, working it so hard. I don't know. I, I feel <laughs> okay. like okay. I feel like he was he was working it and he was trying to scare them, but ultimately I think he's trying to show them that your fear, you know, can be of use to you too. Like yeah. he, so now we go to the hall, Chicote and Torres show up. They've obviously crawled through Jeffrey's tubes and um stayed away from the turbo lift where where he was terrified before. Yeah. or terrorized before right um they find seven lay- laying unconscious yeah behind one of the force fields um they can't shut it down so chakotay pulls out a phaser and shoots at the panel <laughs> to cut the pa- power and i felt like this shot to me yeah i don't think they had any real obviously no phaser fire because that's always fake but usually they'll put sparks or something i think it was all this is vis- so quick it's all vis effects it's all vis effects there's no practical Sparks. No. Okay. But they go to seven and they're going to take her to, take sick, her to sick bay. Yeah. Uh, we are now in mess the hall? mess hall. Yes. 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 And Neelix is narrating the story. He says, now most of us were just going about our business oblivious to what was happening, but that was all about to change. The lights start flickering. Kim calls to engineering. No response. Neelix calls to the bridge. No response. Kim decides to take control. Right? Yeah. So he says, I want everyone to report to their stations until we figure out what's going on. All the crewmen are like, I, sir. Yes. Everyone just moves and scatters. And Neelix by the is way, feeling nervous. Yes. Why was Harry eating by himself? He wasn't. So- he was with somebody else. Oh, were you there working a- or something on a pad? I felt mm. like you were lonely. <laughs> okay. I, I was like, yeah, there's Harry. I didn't. I, I felt like you. I felt like Tom should have gone to lunch with you. I don't know yeah, why you should have. You should have. You should have been there with me, but it's okay. I thought there was. They had some background actor sitting across from me. I think maybe. So yeah. So Harry does take control, and Neelix is still very nervous, and he says, uh, "Well, maybe I should come with you. Uh, the captain might need me." And Kim's like, "No, this is 
this is your post. You might be needed here. And yeah. Lisa's like, oh, okay. Um, well, if you need anything, anything at all, you know where to find me. Yeah. Uh, so then in the, in the narration, I love this line and the way he delivered it was so beautiful. So there I was. The only thing I could do was wait alone in the dark. After the lights go out, he goes alone, the lights go out and he says in the dark, which was just the timing and everything. He also great. made some noises in there. He was like, ooh, ooh. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> yeah. Vocalizing his It was his great terror. though. I loved it. I loved it. And by the way, yeah. for some reason it hit me this episode in a way I never thought about it. So he's yeah. got this fire going, the, you know, the stove. Yeah. Right. He's got his, his propane fire. Yeah. Or whatever yeah, it is. yeah. Now that kind of propane fire is a fossil fuel. It is a limited resource. Like, mm. like if you burn that fire, eventually you're going to run out of it. Whereas if it were an electric stove, top, yeah, like a ceramic heating coil or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah. Then we would, have the warp have... core that we, it's, it's, it's a renewable resource. Why it, are we burning? You're so right. A fossil fuel. You're so right. That is a limited. You called it. It's yes. Like, all of a sudden I was like, it yeah. makes no sense. Yeah. That... We would not be doing that. Would we? No. I don't oh think so. my God. But it's a cool looking thing. His yeah. Stove, but yeah. Yeah. Very, very looks primitive. great on camera, but it's not practical. Mm-hmm. Not practical at all. No. Uh-huh. So, okay. um, Good point. Good yeah. catch. Anyway, we go to the bridge. Yep. We learn that environmental controls have failed, that we are dead in space, that yeah. the, the warp drive impulse engines are not responding. Uh, and he, he says that Ensign Paris told me it was hotter than the Tarkanian desert on the bridge. <laughs> yeah, that's And this is, this is the best line, because you, you turn to Tuvok and you go, don't you ever sweat? And Tuvok says... Not unless the temperature reaches 350 degrees Kelvin with a humidity factor at approximately. And Paris is like, and forget I even asked like that. Yeah. Forget I asked and walks here. off. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. It's a funny little bit. It is. Um, then we see Janeway up talking at, to Voyager at your again. station. Yeah. Talking, she's leaning into the console yeah. and saying, you know, whatever. What does she well, say? She says, she goes, I'll make you a deal, Voyager. The next M-class planetoid we find. We'll mm-hmm. sit down and I'll give you a nice maintenance overhaul. What do you say? Tom, check the con. So she's talking to Voyager. She thinks maybe this will work. <laughs> she literally thinks if I talk to the ship. But the funny thing is, when you go, I don't know what you did, Captain, but I've got helm control back. And she goes, thanks, my friend. She continues to talk to the ship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yet she calls it Voyager, not the Voyager like Tom does. So yep. maybe that's but the then, way to get through but- to the ship. Tom's over there starting to, you know, trying to start to drive the thing again. She yeah. says she detects an EM surge near the con console. Yes. And she In says, your console, yes. Move away. Get away from there. But yeah. no, it's too late. And this this strike, this comes spark, up. This... And you can see your skull, too. Like you, like you hear, right? I mean, when it hits yeah. you, it just electrifies your entire everything. Yeah, my face, face, my head, my body. Yeah, and you and scream. I wrote down, yeah, you're good, like, ah! good suffering. Yeah, I, you I wrote suffered. down good suffering, Robbie. did suffer well. Myself. I yeah. thought it was excellent suffering. And I kind of go back. I, I fall down onto yep. the console. And then when I come up, yeah. I have all this burn makeup on. And it was right. good burn It was makeup. really good burn makeup. But clearly that happened probably two hours later. Because you yeah. had to go to you had to go to makeup and get all that stuff applied, uh-huh. and then come back in. And also, you probably changed your Starfleet uniform to one yep. that was a little bit damaged as well from the sparks. Yep. So they had a they had a, a switch 
for you. You had to change out of that uniform. You had to ch- get all that stuff applied to your face and then come back. So that's what I'm saying. Would you agree? Two hours yes. later, probably? Oh, yeah, yeah, probably. Maybe more. Also, when I saw this burn makeup, I do remember one night rapping yeah. in the burn makeup. Yeah. I think I've told this story. And I told the makeup guys, they started removing it. I'm like, no, no, no. Don't keep it on. Let me keep it on. Yeah. Let me keep it on when I drive home. I want to it see it. It was this back. episode, you think? It might have been this one. Wow. It was that kind of burn makeup. Yeah. And I went and I stopped at like a gas station or 7-Eleven or something. Yeah. When it, and nobody, it's Hollywood. Nobody, nobody even, even batted nobody an eye. Care. You know? <laughs> they care that nobody you said, are you okay or anything? <laughs> You should, if I were oh. you, I would have, I would have stood in the middle of 7-Eleven and I would have turned around to everyone there and said, does it, does it degree burns do anything? Does anyone believe in helping your fellow human being no, who's been nothing. burned? No, they didn't. I got care. nothing. That's too bad. Well, it looked good scene, though. You look pretty messed look up, man. You look really messed I up. I suffered good. I, I yeah. made a note of it. Good like, suffering. It, it was so good. That's it. I think you should have been dead. Like that's how yeah. hardcore that was, but you survived. I agree, which will come up in a moment in sick. Okay. I'll have a comment about that, but it was right. severe. I should have been dead, yeah. but we do realize that uh, there's oxygen depletion on the bridge. Uh, air is being removed. We can't yeah. restore power or anything. Janeway's like everybody evacuate. Yeah. And get out of here. Everyone's now. leaving the bridge, yeah. coughing, gasping for breath. Oh, we- we cut into sick bay. There's seven on the main bio bed, and she seems fine. She's she seems getting up. Okay, yeah. Doctors treated her with the from her attack by the nebula, right? And uh, Torres and Chakotay are there, very concerned about seven. Yeah. And then Tom is rushed in, looking as you said, like he should be dead. I don't know if he. I don't think you come yeah. in in this scene. Yeah, he he's rushed in. He's oh, oh yeah, that's right. That's right. You did come into the scene. Sorry. He's yep. rushed in by Janeway and Chicote. Yeah. Put on a side bed. Yeah. Torres does run over for a minute. Yeah. But, but I have a comment here. I know what you're going to say. As you said, should have been dead. And there's five of our crew members, my fellow bridge <laughs> officers, standing around having a calm conversation while I'm dying from the most horrific burns laying two feet in front of them. I wrote down, thanks, everybody, for caring. Hey, Nobody seemed hey, that hey. upset. I was not there. If I was there, I would have I would have cared more than that. And oh, I also God. felt that in the blocking, they should have put Torres closest to your head. Yeah, she wasn't even J- paying attention. She's looking and, back at- But she's Chicote your lady, right? She should be the closest yes. to your head, not Janeway Agreed. standing there. Okay, and maybe so that's feeling a little a little concerned. Bit- <laughs> Yeah, no, they just okay, have this. Okay, that okay. Just to her credit, she did have a very concerned. What happened? So she did give yeah, that but much, she, but then after that, forget it. <laughs> it was sort of like, well, he might die anyway. I, I better just not think too it much about him. It right literally felt now. like <laughs> like a business meeting. They're comparing notes <laughs> on what's so. going on, and nobody cares about suffering Paris <laughs> okay. right there. Anyway, yes, let's move on. I don't want uh, you to they, be too they upset. Com- Okay. okay. They compare notes, you know, they talk about the EM discharge that almost killed Paris. Don't seem to care. Seven <laughs> yeah. was attacked by this thing. They seem more they, concerned about they, that. There's more concern about the doctor's matrix destabilizing. Okay. Yes. So yes. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, yeah. um, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So they, they talk about, they tried to vent gas from uh, deck seven, uh, but that's had EM discharges. Then Janeway starts to think that it could be an electromagnetic life form that's trying to change 
the environment of our ship yeah. or itself. Well, Chakotay thinks that too. Basically. And Chakotay so, thinks that. Yeah. And then the doctor's program starts destabilizing and everybody panics because <laughs> God forbid we'd lose the doctor. <laughs> Who cares about the pilot? Um, you should have when when they said the matrix. My matrix is destabilizing. You, you should have said, "I'm not dead yet." Yeah, in the background and just raising your hand, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I should have. That would have been a great little callback to throw. Oh, I would have loved that. Oh my god, I wish I thought of it. <laughs> okay, um, yeah, they transfer his uh, program yeah, to the mobile emitter. Yeah, at this point, this is where they do that. <laughs> And by the way, Janeway's oh got the God. open jacket style uniform. So we yeah. start to see Janeway means business because she's got the jacket open. And, you know, more crew members are going to mean business as we get a little deeper in. I think your right. sleeves get pushed up. Yeah. Um, anyway, they evacuate sick bay. <laughs> yes. Enough about that scene because nobody cares <laughs> about Tom. Okay. We go out to the hall. There's red alert. Harry's walking. Let's talk about Harry and his <laughs> scene with Celis. Oh, you give me the giggles, man. I can't get I that out of my head right now. Just I'm not you know, dead yet. I, I'm not dead yet. Please, will someone you bring a thermal regenerator to me, please? Right here. My face needs a little. Unbelievable. Eh. Unbelievable. No respect. <laughs> no respect. Let's go okay. in the corridor. Let's go in the hallway. Let's go in the corridor. Here, this is the scene down. I don't even remember about. I'm like, oh, my God. I, I like a whole other scene. It's it a good great. scene. It's a good scene. Yeah. Except for when I go, uh, where is it? The part where, oh, slow down that part. Cause like, okay, let's just, let's set it up though. Okay. Um, so Harry's I, walking by himself down yep. this, this red alert hallway that the lights are going on off. Very cool shots of yeah. Harry walking and suddenly yeah, and it's red light. It's red. It's the red yeah, it's light. Red alert right? yeah, light. It's is red going. alert light. Mm -hmm. Suddenly Celis pops around a corner, hits you it's, in the stomach. Like she's holding a, like a, with a rifle. What? No, Wasn't it a rifle or something. No. Or tool or what was it, it was a. It was one of those little um, plastic suitcases that hold like tools and stuff in them. Oh, it was it like was... a. It was like a that she double handed that and hit me in the stomach with it, which is not oh. really a good weapon to be perfectly honest. No, it's that's right. It was made yeah, of plastic. It was some kind of case. <laughs> yeah, it was a case. So she, she hit thought me you were the... an alien. Yeah, she, she thought you thought, were an alien invader, basically. She basically, well, not only that, then she thinks it's it's assimil Borg assimilation. She thinks all kinds mm -hmm. of things like her. It's her imagination running. Yeah, she's panicking uh, over time, she's and oh, she's overreacting to everything. Clearly, and Harry does kind of talk yeah. her down, calm her down. You know, he's she's he's trying to show her or tell her. Um, he's trying to use logic, basically. Like, okay, yeah. you know, come on now. I mean, she she's sitting here saying, "Well, I tried this area. Everyone's gone. I tried this other area." So she is flipping out. Yeah, no one's been assimilated. Harry says, yep, like, yep. "Calm down." Yep. Yeah. Harry does says, "Well, there's no one on the bridge either." And Celis goes, "You see, but maybe I was right. Maybe the reason we can't find anyone is because they're all assimilated." And that's when Kim goes, "Slow down." And that's the part I don't like. I did oh. not like the way I. Really acted in that, yeah. No, I like the scene. I thought it was funny. Really? She was panicking, and you were trying to calm her down, getting impatient. You know, yeah. stop it. Enough. Yeah. I thought. Yeah. I thought. I liked it. I, liked I thought it. it was too harsh. I think I could oh. have found a different way to do it, like a okay. little bit more, a little bit more whimsical. You could have delivered. We're not dead yet. <laughs> we're not dead yet, yes. We're all right. That would have been a better. That line would have been a better line. Yes. Agreed. Yes. Or if I said, in the words of my buddy Tom. We're not dead yet. So I would have given you credit as well. Thank you. So, Thank okay. you. 
But he does eventually kind of calm her down. He's like, let's get to engineering. And they, just as they start to head out, she's like, can we stop by the weapons locker first? Yeah. You know? <laughs> this is why it. I know she didn't have a weapon because she asked about stopping yeah, by a weapons right. locker that's at the right. end. So maybe that's what right. confused you. But yeah. man, I'm still blaming you. You should not have come up with that line. I'm going to be thinking, <laughs> you're going to make me laugh. The through whole the rest episode. Of this, we should the rest just of have... this episode, I'm going to be giggling. Yeah. <laughs> it's not dead yet. Um, all right, moving on. <laughs> moving on to the mess hall. Neelix is there. And we hear the narration. He's been, you know, alone for hours in here. Here's a noise. Starts to go to the door. I love this shot through the portal thing. Yeah. He's like trying to get, he has to manually pull the door open. Goes out and in then, the hall. Yeah. He sees the turbo lift in the distance and it's doing this. Open shut, open shut. And open I kept shut. thinking, man, Will Toms is back there going, <laughs> oh, yeah. making sure that thing was going properly. And then he, and it actually increases in in speed in tempo. Faster, As he gets closer, yeah. it starts going, dum, 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 dum. and I just kept, I was wondering, maybe it was Will Toms and someone else back there. Maybe he needed a second person to, maybe, to make it do it that was, over and over again. It was going again. crazy. Yeah, By the was. way, when he sees, he hears the noise out in the hall, sees the door. Yeah, he goes. Tom, is that you? It's not funny, or something like <laughs> yeah. that. I was like, "What?" Not only does nobody care that I'm dying, but they're blaming me for everything. Like, what? Why? It's not always Tom, you guys. It's not like bad things that happen. What was the exact line Tom. that he said? What did he say? He said, "Wait, wait. Oh, oh, Tom. If that's you, this isn't funny, yeah. right? Yeah." Yeah, and it's not Tom because he's yeah. almost dead. <laughs> that's so. what you said. You should have popped your head around the corner. It's still messed up. I'm still not dead yet. Just like that. Yeah. Okay, fine. Um, I like as he approached the door, the camera inside the turbo lift and the door is opening and shutting. Yeah. And suddenly behind him, he turns around and there's a figure with like a <laughs> Silence of the Lambs mask <laughs> on his face. I ah, thought Bane from Batman, but okay. Yeah, yeah. Silence okay. of the Lambs as well. That's fine. Okay. Um, yeah. He screams, stay away. It's Tuvok. <laughs> and Tuvok says, calm yourself, Mr. Neelix. Yeah. But I love that shot of Tuvok. Very nice, tight close up. And he pulls it off, you know, because you're mm -hmm. not sure what it is until, yeah. you know, it's Tuvok. But yeah. Um, and they Neelix talk is, outside. Yeah. Uh, he, by the way, the door keeps going behind Neelix. So they must have looped this whole scene. Because of oh, that door, yeah. the door noise. Yeah. And I thought it was very good looping. There was an area in here that I felt, I I was like, oh, wow, they looped this too. And I can't remember where it was now. Mm. Dang it. Well, okay, this scene going. I thought was very well looped. Oh, and they definitely it didn't did seem it like it. Yeah, they did a yeah. great job. Great job. Uh, but they head off to engineering too. We go to Cargo Bay, more of Neelix's lots of dialogue that he had. He yeah. talks about climbing through Jeffrey's tubes, that yeah. he was terrified. Yeah. And Echeb says, uh, well, fear distracts people from accomplishing your goals. Yeah. You know, you should you should have, I forget what he said, but it was something like, well, you should have just decided not to be afraid. Echeb says, fear distracts people from accomplishing their goals. Neelix replies, well, that's true, I suppose. On the other hand, fear can sometimes be very healthy. Mm -hmm. And that's what Mazzotti says, explain. And Neelix says, well, it keeps you alert. It keeps you from mm -hmm. putting yourself in unnecessary danger. Then Mazzotti relates a story. She says that she was afraid once. And Echeb is kind of digging Echeb her. He's like, you've been afraid off. many times, you know. And Echeb's like... Uh, Neelix goes, um, well, do you want to tell us about it? And uh, Mazzotti says, it was when we were first disconnected from the hive mind before mm -hmm. Seven found us. I couldn't hear anyone else's thoughts anymore. I felt alone. And Neelix goes, well, I understand why that was frightening. 
when you're scared, it helps to have someone to talk to, doesn't it? And Mazadi's like, yes. Um, and Neela says, of course, in my case, the only one person I had to talk to was Commander Tuvok. Yeah. And so that's the end of that scene. I love scene, this scene. It's, yeah, it's that's the end scene, of that though. scene. I love this scene because to me, this is the heart of the whole episode. This I agree. Conversation. I agree. Talking about fear and how yeah, it can be I good agree. or That's the takeaway. Bad. Yeah, This is the scene of the takeaway lesson. Definitely. Absolutely. And so well articulated in the mm-hmm. writing and the way that Mazzotti's story yep. kind of expands on it. Oh, yeah. And yeah. and yeah, it leads us into the only person I had to talk to was Tuvok. We cut yeah. into the Jeffries tube. I love that Neelix wanted to tell him a story. He says, <laughs> have, have I ever told you about the crew of the Saloxia? And Tuvok says, if I say yes, we'll let with that, you from telling the story. Telling the story again. And he doesn't even, he doesn't, Neelix doesn't even skip a beat. He doesn't even acknowledge Tuvok. Uh-huh. He goes right into the story. <laughs> he like... goes into this scary story basically about uh, a crew <laughs> caught in some gaseous anomaly and they died you know one by one very slowly and the ghost ship was well, found 80 they years had later. to like they had to draw straws of this yeah. talaxian freighter because there was limited oxygen so whoever got the short straw suffocated to death is yeah. what it was so it's a it's very a, it's a horrible story really horrible is. story tuvok didn't want to hear it he heard it anyway i also <laughs> noticed they were crawling down that jeffrey's tubes shoulder to shoulder side by side oh and I was like, oh, my God, that's horrible. Because they weren't oh that God. big. They no. really weren't that big. So no. I, that was a tough to fit those two yeah. gentlemen side by side was had to have been tricky. Uh, and then yeah, resetting yeah, every time. Yeah. And as I've said before, it's just painful on your knees. It's not mm-hmm. a fun place for any Star Trek actor to be is on no. their knees crawling through a dadgum Jeffries too. Jeffries too. <sighs> uh, we cut to the cargo bay after he talks about the ghost ship. And the kids want to talk about were they decomposed? Yeah. Did they eat each other? Yeah. Like it's yeah. all these horror movie questions. <laughs> and he jumps out of that immediately when she yeah, was eating like, each other. All right, that's enough. That's but I enough. do, I do like in the prior scene. I'm going to jump back for a split second. Like it, it as they're going through there, Neelix is like pleasant thoughts, pleasant thoughts. Like he's oh, sitting yeah. here trying to like keep himself like you know occupy his mind so he's not uh, he's not going to hyperventilate. So. Yeah. Uh, but okay, funny. so anyway, yeah, he cuts them off about talking about eating each other, eating uh, the, mm-hmm. the remaining crew members. And uh, we're back in the Jeffrey's tube again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neelix talks about that they ran into an obstacle when the hatch refuses to open. Tuvok basically opens it manually and they look inside and see it's filling with the nebula gas. Mm-hmm. And this is not a good thing. No. Uh, they shut the hatch and... Tuvok talks about if he can access environmental controls, he may be able to vent that gas out of there. And so Neelix says, well, there's got to be another way around. And Tuvok's like, well, okay, it would take probably hours to reach engineering by an alternate route. So, you know, there's no guarantee that they would find a clear path that way either. Mm-hmm. So Neelix keeps going with his little mantra of pleasant thoughts, pleasant thoughts. We go to engineering. The crew, the crew is gathering there. Mm-hmm. This is where I know everybody means business because yeah. Harry's got his sleeves rolled up. Clearly means business. It does. He mean means business. business too. And everyone kind of has a little sheen of of uh, Evian water uh, applied yeah. to their face to look like they're sweaty. Environmental controls are fa- starting to fail. Uh, Harry feels guilty that he ordered Neelix to stay in the mess hall. And Jamie says, don't feel guilty. You follow procedure. Yeah. Bellana calls. Jamie heads over there. Bellana goes, bad news. Yeah. Uh, this life form is now in our main computer matrix. Yes. It's infiltrated and, the main computer matrix. That's not a good yeah, thing. Not a good thing at all. And suddenly we hear Captain Janeway. Captain Janeway. We yeah. Hear the computer <laughs> calling Captain Janeway. And it, then the computer starts reporting 
Captain Janeway is in main engineering. Janeway's like, what is going on? Yeah, and Kim is Kim thinks this is a repeat of what happened on the bridge. She's like, look, uh-huh. sorry, Captain, I, I know this is annoying, but I'm I'm gonna I'll shut it down. Shut Janeway's it down. like, no, 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 wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. She goes, this is Captain Janeway. Respond, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden the computer says authorization code required, and Janeway's like, Janeway Pi Alpha. Chakotay's confused. Like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Janeway's a hunch, but she thinks the life form is trying to communicate with them. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because this is now a conversation between Janeway and yeah. uh, the ship, but it's using uh, the computer voice, which is yeah, it's kind Major of Major Roddenberry. Yeah, so and Major had a big part in this. In this, a lot episode. of yeah, Major had a lot of lines here, and she does say that when she's trying to communicate to the computer, she tells Torres to call up the system syntax subroutines. Yes, to help so it the, along. The alien, yes. Yeah, to help the alien respond to her words and mm-hmm. tells the alien to use it. She actually says yeah. to the computer, you know, we've got the syntax subroutines so we can communicate better. She asks the alien, why Why did it come aboard? Yeah. And then the alien, the, the computer says, go to astrometrics. Right. And she's like, why? And it repeats, go to astrometrics. Yeah. Harry says, astrometrics is flooded with gas. The computer says, Life support in astrometrics has, has been, restored. been restored. So now it's no longer filled with gas. So it, this is working. This conversation is getting her somewhere. Yeah, Chakotay's skeptical. He thinks it might be a trap. Mm-hmm. But she says, I'm going to go to, uh, to astrometrics seven. You're with me. She can't let it take over her ship. She wants to talk yeah. to this thing or whatever it is. We cut back to the tubes. Tuvok is working in the little uh, the little console there. But, but Neelix is sitting in the background in that shot meditating. And two bucks, yeah. two bucks he's leading, leading him, him through the meditation guided awesome. meditation i love this and it's, this just so reminds think of me a of, happy of, of going to yoga or doing some yoga yeah right exactly yeah. he's having like a, a guided meditation and he talks to neelix about you know think take yourself back to a happy memory yeah so we yeah. go into this flashback of neelix remembering a super happy birthday dinner that yeah. he had janeway everybody's there gathered around neelix he's Super happy. And Janeway brings out this this platter, covered platter of, you think it's a cake or some amazing meal. She sets it down, pulls off the cover, and it's a nebula. It's nebula soup. <laughs> nebula soup. And I was, was like, oh, yummy, just like mom's recipe. <laughs> nebula soup. Delicious. Um, I think Mazzotti says... Uh, you yeah, Captain Janeway nebula? served you. No, she says Captain Janeway served you nebula gas, and she's like, "No." Uh, Neelix is like, "No, of course not. It was just my imagination playing my tricks imagination. on me during the meditation. My head was too full of scary images for me to relax." The captain, on the other hand, seemed to be getting things under control. And now we jump over to the Astrometrics Lab. We have yep. Seven and Janeway, and they're where are they wearing their? Thi- yeah, they're wearing their. Things they're wearing right? them as they, they yeah. come in the door, the gas masks, and then they pull them off. But it's a yeah. cool look. You know, yeah, sweaty and their hair, both their hairs messed up. It's nice. There's a to lot see of that. times where people had no mask on. I was like, guys, there's poison gas everywhere. Why aren't everywhere. you wearing the mask? Yeah, it was not it, consistent. It was like, what the heck is happening here? Yeah, yeah, it was not consistent with the mask wearing. Yeah, they get in there though, and Janeway realizes the alien wants to go back to its nebula. Yeah. Um, where they had been collecting it that shows yeah, it's going through the navigational logs to find mm-hmm. the actual nebula and mm-hmm. so now Janeway knows just wants to go home basically and uh, she says I can get you back there I just you just need to give us home control back and yeah. uh, so it tells Janeway to go to the bridge but it institutes a level 10 security clearance for the bridge so it only yeah. wants Janeway it only wants to go her. Back. <laughs> no one else yeah. so seven can't go with her Tom can't go fly, but he's dying. Nobody cares. But uh, (laughs) anyway, she's going to have to do it because he's 
basically dead. Um, I'm still not dead yet. Yeah, I like at the end of the scene, though, she's like, you know, whatever she says at the end. And then she puts the gas mask on yeah. in a close up and like she's ready for business. Yes, yeah, she, like she is. She like is. We go to the bridge. She is flying the ship. Um, and then we look up on the view screen. They come out of warp. And she says, she asks the computer, is the is the view screen working properly? And, yeah. And it is. And the nebula is gone. And so now the alien life form is mad. Cuts life support on the bridge. Says yeah. abandon ship. Orders her to, you know, and the crew to abandon ship. Mm-hmm. Um, we cut to the cargo bay. Neelix is narrating. He says the alien wanted the ship for itself. Right. And, he, and it would kill anyone who stayed on board. Mm-hmm. Um, Back to the bridge, Janeway's trying to negotiate with this thing. Yeah. She says, look, I'll find you a new nebula. Yeah, I, you know. and another Class J nebula. It'll be yeah. just like the old one. Alien's not listening. No. Uh, oxygen depletion is getting critical. She puts the gas mask back on. Mm-hmm. We cut inside the tube where Tuvok has been working, and Neelix was meditating. Yeah. And Tuvok gets zapped by the uh, the alien in the systems. I like the transition because right before that, Neelix says, as in his uh, narration, he says, as the captain was facing one of her worst fears, losing her ship, I was with Tuvok and about to face one of mine. And that's when Tuvok gets zapped. Tuvok gets zapped. Neelix goes to help him. Yeah. Then Neelix looks up, sees the gas coming towards him in the Jeffrey's tube. And Tuvok says, go without me. I'm too injured. Take this gas mask. Neelix says, absolutely uh, nope. not. And he's, and he's two says, I'm giving you an order. Neelix says, I'm disobeying it. You're coming. In, I love this line. You're coming with me if I have to drag you by your pointy little ears. That's what he no. says. That's no, great. Neelix stays there. He's he's like taking a breath and then giving Tuvok a breath yep. with the gas. So they're sort of sharing the gas mask. Yep. He looks up and he sees this gas sort of forming into a face. This is the yep. first time, I think, in the episode where that gas sort of takes on any recognizable features of of a you didn't know, it didn't it also take on a face when he opened up when in the mess hall when they opened up the dish oh it was so fast it i didn't came, catch it there it looked like it was coming out into like a, a face to a face yes so hmm. but he sees this thing coming at him pleasant he thoughts, says he, pleasant thoughts pleasant thoughts, yeah. pleasant thoughts. Mm-hmm. and he says he's got to control his fear yeah. so we cut to a corridor next and janeway is is telling the alien look if you kill us you're going to kill yourself you need this crew. Yeah, first she asked, do you understand what killing everyone on this ship means? And the computer does understand. I mean, the life form understands it by the computer voice saying, to, to deprive of life, extinguish. So Jamie mm-hmm. knows this. But then she throws in the logic, well, yes, you can extinguish all of us, but guess what's going to happen? You need us to maintain these systems, the primary mm-hmm. systems, the secondary systems. So without us, you will perish yourself after mm-hmm. a certain amount of time. All the systems are going to basically mm-hmm. go offline and you're screwed. And the alien life form understands this. It starts understanding this or, or it starts to um, uh, is unable to confirm. But Janeway says access to internal sensors, run a shipwide diagnostic, see for yourself. The alien still says abandoned ship, abandoned ship. But Janeway says she comes into engineering. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, the creature in, in the corridor... She's basically saying you're going to die if you kill all of us. Yeah, right. the, the systems are you know going to eventually right. Right. fail, and you'll die too. And the creature still ultimately refuses abandonment. Right. So we go to engineering, and there's this mm-hmm. cool like push in a uh, steady cam shot of rushing towards the door of engineering as she comes in, and she she runs in, announces aban- we're abandoning ship, escape pods, everybody to the escape pods. Yeah. And I love the steady cam sort of wrap around as 
She comes in, gives that order. Everybody starts leaving. Yeah. As they're as they're leaving, Neelix and Tuvok come out of a Jeffries tube. That door by, right there. By yeah. door. And they mm-hmm. join them. So they're all heading to the escape pods. We cut in a quarter. All the shuttle pods were launched. Except for except, one. Except for one, he says. Chakotay was going to leave with Janeway. And Chakotay goes in. But then she orders the door shut and stays in the in the corridor. Yeah. And she says... Uh, I did what you want. What more do you want? Basically, she's like, yeah, you know, everyone's leaving. Well, and- the computer has the diagnostic is now completed, and the computer yeah. realized, okay, estimated time to failure six days, thirteen hours. Janeway's, yeah, that's about right. I told you so. And the rest of the scene plays out like a game of chicken. Mm-hmm. Basically, Janeway says it wants Janeway to go to engineering and become its own personal slave and and maintain everything, all the systems uh, for the nebula gas, the mm-hmm. the entity, the being. And then um, Janeway says, no, you're just going to have to kill me. I'm not going to go. And uh, so some gas starts. Very to come dramatic out, scene with <laughs> yeah. just Kate, basically Kate yeah. talking to the computer yep. in the hallway. Yeah. Super dramatic standoff scene. She yeah. wants control of her ship. Uh, if she doesn't get control back, then they're both going to die. Right. It's my way or the highway, Jane way or the highway. And she's choking and yelling and the computer is yelling. And it was very dramatic. Scene. It was. It's probably the most dramatic scene with the computer voice that we've ever had. That way anyone's Trek. ever. Yes. yes. It's, the, it's the biggest fight with a computer we've ever seen. in Star Trek. <laughs> Yeah. We cut to Cargo Bay. Neelix says it looks like the alien was going to call her bluff. Yeah. But on her very last breath. We cut back to the hallway and the lights come on and the gas is all sucked out of the systems restored. Yep. Mm -hmm. Lights on Janeway won. She didn't let her fear get the best of her. And uh, she wins that standoff and we go to cargo bay. Neelix says it took two days for the crew to return and an isolated environment was created on deck 12 to contain the creature until we could find another suitable nebula. And the creature has been living there ever since. Mazadi says at this point, she turns to Ichab. She says, I told you there was a monster on deck 12. And Ichab's like, it's not a monster. It's an alien. So they're still figuring alien life form. Mm -hmm. Um, Suddenly the ship is shaken while the kids have just heard the end of the story. Mm -hmm. And a few seconds later, main power comes back on. I guess they're drifting through this nebula while Neelix tells his story is Mm -hmm. completed. The lights come back on, Borg, Cove, Borg alcoves uh, power up again. But they're still concerned. Rezi and, Rebbe and Nazan are like, well, well, what if the life form didn't leave? And Nazan's like, well, what if it wants revenge? And Neelix says, what if I told you I made up the whole thing? <laughs> and Mazadi goes, Naomi told me you always exaggerate. And Echeb goes, I knew the story wasn't true. The moment you said the Bassard collectors produced Nadion emissions. So <laughs> Neelix is like, well, I should have known better than tried fooling the four of you. All right, in you go. Pleasant dreams. Back in your regeneration coves, you know, and that's the uh, uh, the end of that scene in Cargo Bay Two. But the way he said that made me feel like there was truth to this story at the very end. That's I know. It's, you don't know. Um, by the way, when the lights come back on and we see where they were all seated around for the campfire, yeah. there's some props set around there. Yeah, and one of the props Rebecca pointed out yes. in the overhead shot is a dog food container like we have we have that dog food container for walter's food it's like a big plastic thing with a circular top on it it's basically they had a dog food container for set decoration and uh (laughs) 
and it was right there in their little camp. I'm gonna have to go rewatch that scene now. Good catch, it's a Rebecca. Big, Good big catch. dog food container. Very fun. Um, yep, part of the set deck. Wow, maybe the budget on set dressing was really low for this episode. Someone's like, dog can someone container. bring home? Because did someone bring to work the dog food container thingy? And someone was like, okay, I got one. And that's how it happened. Yeah, I'm still not dead was- yet. Okay, uh, uh, we go to the bridge. And uh, Neelix walks in and Chakotay says, how are the kids? And Janeway says, were they frightened while we were, while the power was off? Yeah. And Neelix is covering here. He's like, yeah, fine. I told him a story. Nothing too scary. Yeah. And Tom's like, oh, mother goose, probably. Yeah. <laughs> and Neelix is like, no, I would no, never no, no. tell a mother goose story. Some that of was... those are frightening. Those stories, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh. Neelix looks out at the nebula on screen and he says, I hope it lives happily ever after. I love but maybe that it is line. true. I don't know. Maybe See? look at that. I don't, I don't know. Oh my goodness. Or was it all his imagination? We'll never know. What's your takeaway for this episode? My takeaway is, comes from that one scene we mentioned earlier yeah. is that, you know, you can either choose to let your fear defeat you or it can become your ally and you can use it to keep yourself alert. And uh, yeah, it's just, we're all going to be afraid. We're all going to have fears, but uh, it's how we choose to process that fear, you know, and what we do with it. So that's the lesson for me. What about you? Yeah, similar to that. I mean, don't let fear get the best of you, definitely. But also when dealing with fear or dealing with uncertain um, circumstances in your life, it Mm -hmm. is good to talk to somebody like Mazzotti was talking about. So you know, be, you know, make sure you reach out to someone if you're dealing with something and that you need to have someone as a sounding board or someone just to, someone just to listen to you sometimes can dissipate that fear. Right. Um, I also, the other lesson is, I don't know, just that, that moment when Neelix did not leave Tuvok lying there. He's like, no, no, I'm not leaving you behind. So, um, yeah. Make sure you're there for your friends. <laughs> Don't yeah. leave them. Don't That's leave a them good hanging. Yes. Yeah. Janeway didn't leave her friends. No she's, man, she's... no man or no person left behind is what it is. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and the other lesson is talk to your technology people. Talk to your computer. <laughs> talk to your cell phone because it's listening. And it matters. It wants to it wants to be heard. And the last lesson is don't let your pilot get burned to a crisp, basically die and ignore him. That's the most important lesson. Please have some compassion for your- When when your pilot's face looks like burnt toast, you should actually give him more attention and more caring and empathy, not less. Than the other healthy people standing (laughs) around the the bed. It was like a business meeting. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. What's your rating uh, on this? Oh, um, I'm going to give it a 9.3. So Wow. Yeah, I really love this episode. I, I like this episode a lot, I think, too. I, I, think, I, I think this is a great episode to watch over Halloween. I think this is a fabulous, you know, scary movie yeah. kind of thing. And we rarely do anything like this. No, no it's uh, really well again, done. Well written. The writing, well, yeah, writing, the yeah. directing, the acting, except for my crappy moment in the hallway with no, um, it was all good. Selmas, but uh, okay. Overall, Except for I everyone ignoring the dead pilot, <laughs> it was a great episode. It was a great episode. And I knew that it... the comedic element would come from that part of you not yeah, being exactly. uh, having any attention. 
What are you I'm, giving it? I'm giving it 8.4. I, I also rated it high, but I, okay. I thought I would go higher than you. You went higher no, than I me. No, I went way higher than you. Wow. I went way higher than you. I think, the, I think the fans are going to give it an 8.1. Let's see. The, the uh, Admiral and Captain average rating for The Haunting of Deck 12, 7.7. Oh, okay. Wow. I'm 0.4 away. So, all right. Wow. I'm yeah, surprised we liked it more it's than, that low. Yeah. It, it's a great episode, just yeah. hands down. And it used everybody. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it even used absolutely. the board kids, too. So Absolutely. I thought it, it it involved the entire crew in a great way. Except mm-hmm. for the doctor. Doctor didn't have much. Yeah, but he's had so much already. We just yeah. saw an episode of him playing him and him. So, yeah, you know, you get that. double dosage of... Do- Any Doctor fans should not be upset about him not getting much in this episode because he yeah. got double shot of the prior episode. Yeah. So that's Agreed. all. Yeah. All right. Well, that was great. What is um what is next week's adventure? Our our, our finale. season finale. Yeah, it's our season finale of season six, basically, is mm-hmm. what this is. And it is Unimatrix Zero, part one. Oh, okay. You remember that title, right? That I do. familiar? Okay. Yes. Yeah. So clearly it is going to be a Borg episode yes. from that title alone, Unimatrix yes. Zero part one all right thank you everyone for tuning in to our recap and discussion of the haunting of deck 12 and uh yes probably and i will be back next week with our recap and discussion of unimatrix zero part one patreon patrons please stay tuned for your bonus material see you next week thanks everybody Mm -hmm.